This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Genevieve Sims. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, the show that highlights and promotes entrepreneurs to learn more about their vision, goals, and marketing strategy. Today, we're going to focus on the ROI of mentoring young people with big brothers, big sisters here in the San Antonio area. We're also going to talk about factors that impact internet speeds for business. In studio with us today is Ralph Crowder, the Director of Community Engagement with Big Brothers Big Sisters here in San Antonio. Ralph, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be back. He's got a great personality. <laughs> this is he time does. number Absolutely. Yeah, this is your second appearance on the second show. Second appearance. Yes. Awesome. Great to have you back. We also have Gil Herrera, a Senior Account Executive with Spectrum Business. Gil, welcome back to the show. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's raining now, so <laughs> internet better be working. <laughs> That's why there's mobile. We're counting on it. Yeah, mobile's the backup to the... So the backup yeah. to the backup. Backup to the backup. Yeah, there you go. I'm your host, Mark Evinger, the owner of Krukus Virtual Staffing, a company that specializes in hiring virtual assistants from outside the United States. And I am your co-host, Genevieve Sims, owner of the Evolve Firm, where we specialize in visual communications through web development, social media services, and branding. It's, ha- it's really exciting to start this year off with this show. Yeah, you, and you've got an event coming up Wednesday. We do with Business Professionals of San Antonio. It's a networking group. We meet monthly, second Wednesday of every month. And every month we highlight a local nonprofit. And this month we're actually having Big Brothers, Big Sisters of South Texas. That's oh, nice. Cool. Oh, that's Let's right. Let's do this. And you know what? Tell everybody the name that you like to go by. Uh, well, so Gable is yeah. my yeah. <laughs> you gotta so, explain how that one works. Yeah, Not so Ralph. you know, well, well, Mark said my my name. I mean, it's Ralph mm-hmm. Crowder, but Gable. We is checked the name. your birth certificate. Yeah. <laughs> It's a government name, yeah. not to be listed. That's right. <laughs> we don't do nicknames here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, Gable is a name that stuck with me since the military. Uh, when I when I first went into the military, the first uh, leader that I had said that I, and I quote him, he said that I look like the black version of Clark Gable. Oh, okay. <laughs> so was that a compliment? Well, once I knew who Clark Gable was, I was like, yes, I think that is a compliment. Because, right. you know, handsome, dapper man and stuff like that. So I took it in and I took off the Clark and just Gable stuck. And for 27, 8, 28 years, I've been called Gable from the military and just leading into now. So, Well, thank so, you for your service. <laughs> well, it's you. kind of a coincidence, I guess, maybe that you, I mean, you're going to be at the mixer <laughs> and you're here. Yes. I think it's ironic that I'm here with Genevieve because um, – the very first time when I was hired for Big Brothers and Big Sisters, um, Hugh Farr, he he was like, um, "There's somebody that you need to meet, so you know, um, you know how to go out there and network." And he explained to me with Genevieve. So I I contacted her. The very first person that I ever talked to, <laughs> to to go out and start doing networking was Genevieve. We met at a coffee shop, out at Alamo Heights. Local it was. coffee. And um, then from there, she gave me some other personnel. Like Nicole was one person, and then there was a. A slew of people, and then next thing you know, I, I know the same people, if not more now. Um, people from what Genevieve started with me. So networking is always a pleasure. Yeah, Genevieve, you, you have a massive network of people that you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that goes back to 14 years of being in business. That's what happens, right? Mm-hmm. And then meet, getting to meet individuals like you and the impact that you have had on Big Brothers Big Sisters. I've seen it from day one, and I knew you were going to be somebody in this organization and the things that you have done have been incredible. And I just wanted to give you a big shout out. So proud of you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Keep up the good work. 
All right, a quick reminder to follow our podcast on uh, YouTube, all of the social media channels, uh, and, of course, podcast platforms. So if you guys like to listen on Apple, iTunes, uh, Google Play, whatever, uh, Spotify, you can find us there as well. Personally, I think I like to watch the video version of the self. I don't know if that's a little bit self-indulgent, but, you know. I always like the video. I like the video. Facial yep. expression and everything. Yep. yep. So short-form video content certainly where it's at, and we do really well on social media with that. All right, so um, – uh, Gable, as yeah. we get into this, right? <laughs> I got Ra- uh, Ralph yeah. all over my notes, but yeah, yeah Gable, and and I remember too. Um, so we had a we had somebody that was uh, in our prep Zoom that asked about the process. So I wanted mm-hmm. to kind of delve into that a little bit to understand what is the process of becoming a big. What does that look like? Give me a, an overview of that. Well, I mean, so my job is to go out there and look for people to be, you know, mentors. So if I was to meet them or they go into the website, um, they will sign up. And after they sign up, the very first thing that they want to have to do is go through a mental orientation. And from the mental orientation, that's a class. And, the, and on the mental orientation, that will explain to you, like, what, what's going to happen, what's going to come about as far as being a big. Um, and then after that process, you have an interview. So the interview was done by our volunteer managers. So they are the same personnel that, that uh, does the interviews with the families and with the mentors themselves. So once you go through that process of getting your interview, then you're waiting for a proposal call. And once the volunteer manager matches up the little with the big, because it should be familiarities with them. Um, you know, if somebody's an introvert and somebody's an extrovert and somebody loves to go out and don't like to go out, we try to match them so it can, you know, help out the little. So uh, that's pretty much the process. And once you get that call, um, you go to their house. And then once you go to their house, the match starts. And then the process is that um, you should be matched up for one year. Now that that one year, we ask like one time a month that you actually go and take your little out to do things. However, me, I love to do so many. I'm, I'm at the point that every other week, if not every week, I'm with my little, because I'm a big still. This is my fourth time being a big. And uh, I enjoy doing what I do. Not only do I work for Big Brothers and Big Sisters, I get to be a big and get to venture out. I just had my one-year anniversary um, in December with my little. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, it's, it's, it's a delight. I mean, we, we do so many things together. We're both math nerds, so we like STEM. Uh, we go and volunteer at the uh, SAMSAT the San Antonio Museum of Science and Technology. Um, as I'm volunteering there, he is over in the game area. They got like a gaming room, an e-sports spot. And uh, as I'm over there doing walkthroughs and volunteering there, he, he'll he go over there to the game spot, then he'll come back. Um, so we're... There's a lot know, of joy in that. What's the reason why somebody would not be selected as a big? Can you just give me a couple examples? Mm, well, probably depending on transportation, uh, because you're going to be picking them up. Um Probably record. It depends on like criminal record or, you know, some things that are not appealing to the kids. Because what we're doing, we're matching up a big and a little. They're strangers. We got a, a great back, background check, but we're matching up strangers and we're trying to have them go out and, and be successful. Um, so we vet them. Our volunteer managers vet them like outstandingly. I mean, they. They go through the process, and all the questions that are asked of them for, is from childhood leading all the way up to where they are in life now. Um, there is some questions that are very sensitive sometimes, but it's meant. 
Um, so, you know, we, and you know, it, it can be, if somebody was to come to mental orientation, I teach that sometimes and they're consistently asking like, so will I be able to be with them on my own? Can I bring them to my house? Can I, you know, those are red flags. You know, those are things that in class I will, I will listen to and I get the person's name and I will put it down on the paperwork and I'll pass that to the volunteer manager and say, Hey, this person specifically kept on asking about, I want to be with the little by myself at my house. When can I do this? Or how long does the process take when I can stay overnight or something like that? So, mm. Yeah, What's and it's a very good process. I, mm. I mean, as a big myself going through it, they're very rigorous when it comes mm. to those questions because they're entrusting a child to you. So as a mother, that makes me feel good because I know that they have systems in place that's going to protect my child. If you're going to take my child for an hour or two, then at least, you know, yes, please make sure that there's a background check. There's no criminal record. Um, and then also on the aspect of being a big, being able to have a support system that already has the structure that says, okay, if you're going to go out with a child, here's the framework, here's the boundaries, don't pass these boundaries. Do the parents have any say? In, oh yeah, in that? Oh, oh yeah. The parents absolutely do, and they're there too. Right? And and they're and there. So it's as I call it, it's a triangular effect. So you, you have the big, you have the little, and you have the parent. And when you make that triangle, right in the middle is big brothers and big sisters. So everything that happens, everybody needs to know about it. So if um, something that that I do all the time, and it happened to me too, where say like me and my little wanted to go to the movies or go to the zoo, it rains. So what I do is I don't automatically make new plans. I call the mother and I let them know like, hey, I'm switching plans because those are red flags too. Like if you make plans and, you, and you're not telling the parent or you're not letting us know, we're going to find out because we, every two months, uh, we talk to the bigs and we have uh, support sessions and we ask them like, hey, what did you do with your little? And, we, and if the big was to say like, yeah, we went to the movies, but then the little said, no, we went to the zoo, you know, and those, you know, if it's not matching. So that triangular effect, I tell everyone, like all three should know exactly what's going down. And the parents are highly and heavily involved. That's really cool. So um, mm -hmm. what about selecting the little? What's that process like? Well, that process is really, I mean, actually, that's easier than the bigs, actually, because we always have littles. Like, we go through the schools, and it's the word of mouth. Like, a lot of parents will hear about the program, so they'll come in, and it's the same thing. They will go online, and they go through a class called parent orientation. And from parent orientation, they go through uh, safety. Uh, the, the, the little go through child safety, and the parent goes through parent safety. So for the little, once again, I... I teach the, the child safety, and um, every year, if they're in the program, they have to go through this uh, program. And we talk to them about grooming. We talk to them about uh, being safe, standing up for yourself, uh, making sure that you're going to be safe. Uh, so the process for the little is, is it's the same. It's an interview process for them, and they will let them know exactly like uh, what they like. And the parents are there to ensure that they're not overstepping their boundaries as far as like what they do like because the parents you know the the little can say like oh, i like climbing mountains and the mom be like well when was the last time you climbed the mountain <laughs> something yeah. like that right like what's the hobby um so and once again uh they get a proposal call they say like hey we got somebody named ralph crowder that wants that that can be the big for Jaden, my little 
and uh, you know, this is his background, and do you like it? And then the parent was like, yes, that's we want to select him. Um, so then they would give me the proposal call. I would go to the parent's house, and then I would meet the parent, meet the little, and then once again, the process starts. And it's very important, too, because with, with Big Brother Big Sisters, that mentorship, it's not just um, the process itself of getting to that point, but it's also creating a nurturing environment for the littles that are coming in and being able to have, again, the support system and a structure on how to do so because, I mean, I wish I had this program when I was younger. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. my parents, I was the oldest of five, so my parents were always busy. But to have another adult who had experience, you know, and especially in different industries, mm -hmm. that would have opened my eyes a little bit more to see what else is out there, you know. And that's the whole, talk a little bit about the importance of that mentorship part of having that impact on a little. Oh, well, I can give that personally and professionally. Like the impact is, uh, it's in the outcomes of what we do all the time. I mean, if if anybody has a mentor within our program, 99% of them is going to pass to the next grade. 97% uh, of them graduate from high school. Uh, we are very stern into STEM. So we try to push the science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Now, you might as well say STEAM, add that A for uh, art. And uh, they look for, you know, we try to focus to have them look for those um, you know, those jobs that's out there for STEM. So when they go to college, like 47% of them want to be a teacher, want to teach, want to be a part of the mathematics or engineering. Um, so mentorship is very important and powerful. Uh, the influence that we have or anyone would have on mentorship is, is grand because you get the opportunity to sit there and watch the process happen right in front of you. Um, I had the luxury of my little, he's in ninth grade, and I'm going to be with him until he graduates. And I've already seen, like, a change in him because um, I was selected because his, his family is from Africa, and um, they're from Cameroon. And they selected me because, for one, I was in the military. Uh, I can get on base <laughs> so I can pick them up. Uh, for two, they wanted some American culture uh, for their son. So me and his, you know, me and Jaden, we... Sports is our jam. Math is our jam. Science and pizza. We have a. <laughs> yes. We have a. Yes, we have a. We're we're eating at every pizza place and we're ranking them. Like there we're at go. seven right now. So yes, we, it's fun we, to get creative that way. Yeah. So it's 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 fun. Mentorship is meant. I mean we, I mean if we got time to talk about the workplace program too as well to make Absolutely. businesses be a part of it because, you know, businesses can be a part of it too. It's not just a one on one community base. You can go to workplace. The workplace is where. Um, a business can adopt a middle school class, and once a month they can go into, uh, you know, we'll bus them to the corporation, and they would have lunch and do activities. And this is once a month through the school year. And uh, the principals and all the, um, you know, community and schools and everybody within school is on board. And um, before, before the pandemic, we were at least like 60 companies plus moving on. So after pandemic, that my, my job now is to reunite that. I'm at 13 right now, and I'm trying to get back to where we were. Yeah. So, um, you know, once again, Mark, I'm glad that you let me on board here to talk about, you know, the workplace, because I know here there's a lot of professionals, a lot of corporations that come through your um, podcast. 
So uh, that is one way you can get involved. If you feel as though that the one-on-one is not for you, I mean, as a company, and you don't even have to leave. We're bringing them to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're bringing yeah. them to you. And uh, all you have to do is just be there, show up, um, you know, eat some lunch. And, and, and it depends where, you know, what your company is. You can talk about what you do because the experience is all about uh, graduating from high school. Because we're trying to make sure that they can see, like, not only, you know, you can go to a corporation and see what they do. And the experience is for their mentors to say, like, hey, I went to college or I went to the military or I went through a trade. And then this is how I got to where I am now. Because everybody's voyage is different, you know, to get there. Yeah, I actually had, that's the first time I heard of Big Brother Big Sisters is a friend of mine actually had that workshop, uh, what what did you call it? Workplace Mm -hmm. mentorship. And they brought the kids over, and it was Texas Utility at the time. Mm. And so all the kids would come over. They had lunch for them. And then they would also teach them how to do blueprints and how to look at, you know, mapping and kind of take a look at the city. And a lot of the kids, you know, were really surprised to see how big San Antonio was. And just it was only an hour or so. It's an hour. Right. And then after that, it stemmed from just from that, it stemmed to one-on-one mentorship because then all of a sudden the CEO was a, a big mm-hmm. and then the VP and it just kind of spread because they got to see the impact on just that one hour alone. So for businesses out there that are listening, make sure to sign up because this is a great opportunity for you to also be part of something bigger here in San Antonio. Heck yeah. So I got one more question on um, when it comes to you know your relationship between the bigs and the littles. Have you ever had one that didn't maybe turn out right because maybe the the big wasn't ready maybe they thought they were has that always worked out or the situations where it hasn't and then how do you guys handle that well we have we yes we have situations where it hasn't worked out um sometimes the some of the times majority of the time it's where the big is overwhelmed like you know the responsibility of it like they they come on board and they go to mental orientation and once they go to mentor orientation, that's when we start letting them know, like, exactly what it is that you want to do. And that's when we start setting them down and saying, like, hey, you want to need to be here two times a month. You need to pick up your little at least one time a month. Uh, we have a program. We have a, uh, a framework called SHARE. And from SHARE, you know, that means support, healthy habits, academics, um, uh, resources, and the E is empowerment. And we explain that to them, and then sometimes they get overwhelmed with that information. Uh, so overwhelmment is the majority of it, what, what happens. And what we do is that we, we try to let them still, we got five classes that you need to take, right, five classes. And one of them is called Breaking Up is Hard to Do. And we got Breaking Up Hard to Do because just in case that someone needs to break off a relationship, somebody in the military transfers, uh, we show them how to smoothing the process of breaking up with that relationship. And uh, so we, we try to, if somebody is feeling unease, we try to let them go through all the, let them go through all the, the process of the classes that you got to go through first. And our volunteer managers try to help them out. Um, but if they seem like that they do not want to go through the process, we will put them in a, it's called a never match eligible, pro, you know, uh, category. Uh, meaning that they were never matched, but they're still eligible. If they was to contact us, we can still bring them back on board. Got it. Yeah. Right, and you got to remember, too, a lot of these kids, they all have different backgrounds. They're all coming from different places. You know, mm-hmm. some, some of them, their parents are incarcerated. 
Some of them are being raised by their grandparents, so they don't know how to communicate. And so that's up to the big, you know, as an influence on teaching them just the basics, also on etiquette. And sometimes that creates a friction, but that's why they have a support system and a structure to help you go through that. So that's one of the best things about them is that they're able to guide you to alleviate that percentage of people that are leaving the program. So yeah, that's, cool. it's very powerful. Yeah, I mean, perfectly put, Jenny. I mean, we we have a good process. Not a lot of people really turn away after we get a hold of them and put them in the classes yeah. and show them exactly what it is that you're going to be doing. And how long has Big Brother Big Sisters been here in San Antonio? Uh, since 86 has been in San Antonio, and it's been around since 1904. So that just so. tells you that it works. <laughs> it, it, oh, yeah, it, it works. It's proven. It's, it's proven. And it's that needed. Mentors, and it's needed, yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks, Gable. If folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Uh, bigmentor.org. They can go to the website. Uh, my LinkedIn. Oh, I love being on my LinkedIn. Uh, so if you was to put in Ralph Gable Crowder in my LinkedIn, you will find me. And you'll know it's me. I have my hat on with the branded B. <laughs> well, thanks, Gable. Appreciate it. All right, next up on the show is Gil Herrera, Senior Account Executive with Spectrum Business. So, Gil, welcome back to the show, as Thanks always. Um, okay, so internet speeds. I think that we're lied to when we go to these places, <laughs> and they, they tell us, well, you're going to get so many gigabytes or megabytes or whatever. We, so trying to pin that down and what's real and what's not real and, and what actually makes it to my house and then how to test and all that. So what kind of things really influence, speaking to the business mm -hmm. side of it, right? Um, impact internet speeds when it comes to... Uh, so the thing about internet speeds is it also it's, it, it's your knowledge on how do you understand it, right? So there's the marketing side of it, there's the actual side of it, and then there's the consumer education side of it, right? So... Look, if I just see a number that says somebody make that's all I need. Exactly, right? <laughs> if you're telling me it's 300, it should be 300. In in theory, right? But there's a lot of factors that go into that, in right? <laughs> so, I mean, cuz here's the thing is that it's all not right? it's not just a one-sided thing, right? So, you can you can have 300 speed. So, the way the best way to test it is if you're hardwired and you're 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 doing go to like fast.com or something like that, that way you get your your speed off of that. Um, but sometimes the weather is affected but more often than not, what I run into on the business side and sometimes on the residential side um, is more often than not, it's usually equipment um, that the customer is using. So That we got from you guys. No, no, no. <laughs> See, why are you coming pin pigeonhole? I'm just having a little fun. Company, what's happening here? No, so, so take, take, for example, like you have, um, I'll give you an example. You have an, old, uh, an older iPhone 8. Um, it doesn't have the latest Wi-Fi technology, right? And so it's not going to be able to get to the fastest speeds. You take an older laptop that's, you know, five, six years old, it might not have the same Wi-Fi technology or even an older computer. I was at an insurance company that had um, an old LAN card. It only had a 10100 card. So they were like, why aren't you giving me 300 that I'm asking for, that I'm paying for? It's your card. It's the network card that's pl that physically pl plugged into. But people don't know that because they're like, they don't want to, they don't, they don't know that because they're just trying to run their business, right? right? And so that's where you need to have someone who has a little bit of tech savvy and just kind of go through that. And then that's why I also partner with other people in the industry um, who are in IT or, or in um, computers that they can help alleviate that. So when you guys are installing for business, are you checking these things? Are you asking these questions? No, because our responsibility is to the router. 
is basically that's where that's where our responsibility stops and everything else is your internal IT department for your business. Now the downside is is that when it comes to residential or if you have a home office, you are your own IT department. That's right. Right? So it's it's luckily you have a savvy enough salesperson like me to help assist you with any of the kind of those those kind of issues, right? So that's where the challenge does come in. So and again, weather does play a little bit of it, but it's usually equipment um, on the consumer end, as well as, um, but we because we guarantee everything to the to the router to the modem. Okay. So. So. And if it's not, and if it's not happening that way, then you give me a call and I'll send a tech out for you. So what can we expect for internet speeds coming up? I mean, because if not all of the fiber is available everywhere, even from Spectrum. So so here's here's the thing. So it's funny you mentioned fiber, right? So fiber is just a buzzword. It is it is a piece of marketing material, but it's literally fiber optic cable that goes to that goes to either uh, a station or it goes to directly to your to your home. So the way Spectrum works as of right now is that we have fiber to the node, and then the node runs through a cable that goes directly to your house. Now the cable itself is actually copper copper cable, um, but it's a lot more secure and a lot less delicate. As a um, sorry, it's more sturdy than the fiber optic cable because fiber optic cable is a piece of glass. If it bends too hard or if it has uh, weather, it could break and stuff like that. So whereas like the ones that we use for the nodes for the for the in between are like huge pieces of fiber. And so they don't break. So a lot of times you have um, other companies that are new. I'm not going to mention their names, but the from what I see is that they run a very thin cable, a thin fiber cable, and they're a lot more prone to breaking or depending on how their environment, um, the way they're installed too. So, um, so are we losing speed between the node and, mm-hmm. and, and the node is the thing, the hub, right? At the, at the um, house. So the node is going to be the, the, what we connect to. Let's, let's say for example, the street, the street, the street post that's running along, that's all fiber. And mm-hmm. then from the connection from the, from the light post or underground is, is the copper cable for oh, us. Really? Yep. So we're degrading, we're losing speed mm-hmm. anyway, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, because we're running full gig on, on copper. And on top of that same copper line, we can run your TV, your landline, and voice over IP. What kind of speeds are you getting? So, again, going back to your question. Remember. So, going back to your question, <laughs> copper isn't a bad thing. And it's it's good technology because okay. it still works. But it's a lot more sturdy, especially in, in heavier um, weather conditions. Now, some parts have older copper. And I will say that those get a do affected uh, different parts of town and stuff like that. But what do you mean older copper? So just the infrastructure, the older it gets, the so they just need to run degrades. a little Yeah, okay. degrades. How it needs often to run. does that need to be changed out? I mean, I'm talking like 30 plus years. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's not something, like if you live in a brand new neighborhood, you're fine. Yeah. Or if you live in a new business, it's all new cable, right? But again, the squeaky wheel always gets the grease. So the more you call in and let them know, they'll get techs out there and, and get okay. you on. But anyways, so going back to the fi- the speeds, uh, for business, we have 300, which is our standard starting speed. Um, our competitors' starting speeds are usually like at 50. Um, so ours is at 300. Then the mid-tier is going to be 600. And then our top s- speed is going to be a gig. Now, that's download. Correct. What's upload? So upload is going to be 10, 35, 35 until later this year. And I'm not s- sure if I'm allowed to tell you guys. but I'm gonna <laughs> Well, we expect that kind of stuff to go up. But <laughs> so, Okay, well, since you brought it up. No, it's no, like, no, but let me finish. Let me finish real quick. <laughs> How much more are we going to expect? Is it's it like gonna be another 20 more. gigs or is it going to be like a... Th- uh, it's going to be symmetrical. 500 gigs? What's so symmetrical mean? Symmetrical means it equals equal up and down. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So That's what we're talking about right there. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, especially I'm in the remote business. You know what I mean? I, my whole team and most so of what I do is all remote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference, the download, so a lot of people don't understand what, what that means, download and upload, right? So download means basically anytime you're going to a website and pulling a lot of files. It could be a big video file. It could be gaming. could be whatever. Now, the upload speed is going to be anytime you upload big video files. It could be your commands while you're playing a video game. It could be, um, you know, what a live live stream so the upload is podcast show podcast show right Uh, (laughs) pre-recorded versus live um sure (laughs) so the upload is definitely just as as important but um not always for 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 businesses right so with upload speed you think about a transaction when you're running you're swiping a credit card they're basically uploading a little bit of data but then it's coming back to you just 10 times faster to basically give you the approval so so like that the gaming world, what kind of speed you getting over there, uh, Gable? Yeah, I was going to call you Crowder. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you say that too. That's me. Uh, so, do you do any gaming with your little? Uh, well, he does. He does. He does gaming, and I, you know, I, I got my my little, you know, my little downtime sometimes. I get on my computer and I got a game that I play. Now. What are you playing? Uh, I mean Madden. And, Madden. You know, Madden sports and sports. Yeah. So, well. FIFA, okay, okay, soccer. All right, and I get on there, and I don't have no issues when I'm on there getting beat down by those by random teams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The kids, they're kids. And yeah, these twelve year old kids will just slaughter you on games. Like, it's yeah, not even right. fun. Well, the crazy thing is, is that the whole gaming industry has actually changed. So, let's say ten years, no, twelve, fifteen years ago, big into Modern Warfare two. I had the fastest upload and download speed when before I was working at Spectrum, obviously, but um. And it made a difference. But now, the, because so many people had a different in upload speed, because everyone has a different carrier across the nation and worldwide, right? So what they did is sometimes they'd actually um, place you in a different lobby depending on what your actual speed is in that you know, world. Uh, that makes them... And for better or worse. It, wow. There's a lot of money to be made in gaming now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, they have professional leagues and all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially with awesome. the esports that's yeah, the over e-sport, there, the yeah. e-sports, I, we we watched it last year. Yeah, I mean, it was like a million dollar tournaments yeah. that, that go on like every know, every month. It's crazy. I didn't know that was a thing until he was like, uh, "Hey, we need to go and we need to go here." I'm like, "What is this?" And I saw what was happening. I mean, people, thousands of people sitting there watching, mm-hmm. and all sponsored. Like yeah. they have like. Eye, special eyeglasses that get sponsored by energy Every drinks. They have jer- full-on jerseys that they mm-hmm. wear yeah. in esports. It's crazy. It's like cosplay plus video game playing uh, plus I money. Would, I would Everything. say it's more like a digital, like a digital hockey jersey. Like it looks like you just have a really cool jersey. Though. It's very intense. Yeah, it's very it intense. intense. Yeah. And a lot of high schools are implementing uh, participation in that too. Yes, My son's are. getting ready to go to Madison, and we sat down and. Looked at all the classes, and that is going to be part of it. He wants to do uh, it. The colleges are adapting to having. <laughs> well, they have to. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, so everything traditionally, it, it's another, um, like another career path. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you want to know something even funnier for all the nerds out there like me? Um, they have <laughs> an Excel 
um, competition. I saw that the other day. Excel, <laughs> Excel yeah. spreadsheets what, what, to make formulas like and yeah, the best and who. Yeah, it's basically how you and how you do a whole spreadsheet, how, how fast gonna? to do it, and yes. stuff like that. And they're like super complicated <laughs> pivot, pivot tables. And is it that hilarious? Like, that is I scratched the surface with like well, a little custom formula, and that's about where I live. And <laughs> oh, I need, come I need, on, you know the formula. I need to see this thing because it I'm very intense. good. I'm, I'm very good. At I thought I, I was good at Excel until I saw that. I was like, this is the esports of Excel. And it's like they have them on three huge panels right so they have like uh-huh. they, you see the competition they're just at a keyboard but they're all like on the big projector screens. oh yeah and they have uniforms <laughs> <laughs> we need uniforms we yeah. do <laughs> For the that's another one of those that's a skill i mean that's a legit skill absolutely to be legit skill. but it's crazy how the world's changing though especially because of the internet so you, i mean you have the gamers right but then you also have influencers on social media mm-hmm. right and they have podcasters mm-hmm. right and then we also have like just regular youtube that are you know who who picks up a manual to do anything anymore Exactly. How do I fix myself on YouTube? Yeah, it's a different way to learn. I wish it would have been around sooner for mm-hmm. me. Um, I would have thrived in that environment. But I like mixing the virtual with the real, which yeah. is like even with this podcast, this is great. We come in, we chat, we get to know each other a little bit, the content's on social media, but then having a mixer every quarter that we're bringing uh, everybody that's together, yeah. that's the 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 human-human uh, part of it that we need networking. Mm-hmm. which we really need to do more of ever since the pandemic and it's crazy that we always think of like the pandemic is now like kind of the 80 switch over the you marker know? It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's the it's, marker it's a new marker that we use now yes absolutely but you definitely need to get that human touch back in place absolutely. and that's where a lot of businesses are right now we're trying to pivot and get yeah. our business back to where it was and to thrive in this new environment that we have now and then with the internet too there's a lot more um reliance on transparency with that Mm -hmm. and so i'm so glad that you brought all these informations up because we need to know that part and um i actually went to an engineering conference where they had um a competition called cable wars and so it's all the um all the engineers that are actually putting in the op the fiber optics and all the um, all the materials together, and they time them on mm-hmm. how quickly they put it together. So it was really interesting. There's to a see tournament that. for everything, apparently. Yeah, yeah. that's what <laughs> we're yeah, learning, right? Yeah, a TV right? show for everything too. Yeah. I don't think I could have the dexterity for it. <laughs> I'm still stuck on watch. I like the Hell's Kitchen and the Kitchen yeah. Nightmares. I like Gordon Ramsay. You know, he's he's softened a bit, but he's still a little crazy. Yeah. So it's kind of fun to watch. <laughs> well, Gil, speaking of internet, you're so you're on the Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Where do p- folks find you there? Yep. Uh, you find me as a Wi-Fi hustler with an A All right. uh, on Instagram. And if you need to get a hold of me for new services or if you're unhappy with your current provider, you can give me a call at 210-488-6293. Roger that. Thanks, guys. Great job, everybody. Thanks. We appreciate it. As we wrap up the show, quick reminder, check out our latest podcast and catch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. That's going to be it for us. You guys have a great week. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks. Okay.